0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Virtual Talk Show for Married Men. The greatest show on Tuesday nights is back, and we're ready to continue to bring you the best topics to support our marriages and our relationships. Thank you for tuning in and Happy New Year to everyone. And also, happy birthday to us. That's right. This conference call is going into his fourth year. Am I right, Tom? Mm,
1: yeah, okay.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And we're ready for some more, 50 more episodes for you for this year. Yep. Yeah. That's right. So, I know that I'm ready. So let's get it on. Let's get it started. We have a few rules, fellas, Um, no cursing, respect each other's comments, and it's okay to agree to disagree. There is one thing, what's new for the household stress team? Um, You can now go to our website. Um, There's a link on there that allows you to listen to recorded calls every Monday between 10 and 1 p.m. That's right, fellas, we have made it to the big-time, prime-time ra- Internet radio. We we're going to uh, take some of our calls that's already been recorded, and we have a slot between 10 and 1 p.m., and we're heard all across this nation. Isn't that great? Big things coming in 2013 for us. Uh, so thank you, God for that. So you can hear us every Monday on internet radio between 10 and at 1 p.m. You just go to www.householdstress.com um, for all the information. And, uh, you know, no Rodney will have it straight for you. So when you get there, it will be easy for you to get to the call. Our topic tonight, what is a husband's kryptonite? That's right. We all know the thing that was uh, the weakness or one of our greatest superheroes when we were a kid, Superman. It was kryptonite. Um, you know, when he, when he was around kryptonite, when he touched kryptonite, and even when he just saw it, he became weak. What we want to talk about tonight, fellas, is what makes us, what makes you or any man, Week. When I was in college, I had a professor tell me that the downfall for every great man is what he called the three Ws, women, wine, and weed. Now, you can take that metaphor any way you want, and we can even add many more, which we will probably tonight. Um, but now that we're back and ready... And we're leaving 2012 and going into 2013. How can we make changes and get rid of the kryptonite in our lives and our marriages? Well, let's see. What do you think about this? Why do men use drugs?
2: Mm-hmm. Good it's question. It's an escape. It's an escape. Yep. Escape from what, though?
0: What you trying to escape? What are men trying to escape? You're a grown man. What you trying to escape
3: from? Their problems. You know, household stress. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you, I mean,
3: we already I, I don't going know. into I don't, I don't know about that because, I mean, I've, I've never used drugs. I can't relate to that. So maybe somebody else can relate to that. You know why you use drugs to escape your problems? Because I, I can't necessarily relate to that.
1: Well, if I can remember correctly, it would be um, just to 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 just go somewhere else. Maybe not to escape, but just to reach another level of 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 having fun. I guess
0: reach another level of having fun. It's just part of growing up, right? Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, you're told from six years old to way into your manhood. Drugs is bad, not to use it. But we want to experiment with it anyway. Either through peer pressure, or you want to get into a certain group. Or
4: I I think it's like more curiosity. Yep,
0: curiosity. These big words are going to come up a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's curiosity of how good it does, how it makes you feel, what it does to you. But drugs is also big business too, right? And we all know, you see, when you're growing up, and if you grew up in the hood or you knew people who did, you saw them with money in their pocket, they dressed fine, they looked good, they had gold chains. You know, my day they had the big fat hand bones started out like that with three inch hand bones that twenty four inches long around your neck. Now they got ropes and then from ropes they down they got diamonds all over. They escorted in songs up to this day. So that was a it's good benefits in and in, 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 in drugs, isn't it? He's it surely is, sure. Yeah, I mean, but there's all types of drugs because. But, the, but my problem is, is just like everybody said. Why is it that if you know drugs are bad, you will still do it when you know it will affect your life? Well, you know, just like just like any sin, you
4: know, sin is fun for a season. You know,
0: but then it
2: starts asking
0: more than you're willing to pay. Yeah, because, I mean, whatever is good has a bad side, right? I remember uh, doing Sunday school Sunday, and that's one of the things I told the kids, you know. Uh, If you eat your vegetables, you're healthy. But if you eat McDonald's every day, nine times out of ten, you're going to become obese and unhealthy. See, but, you know, but if you're
4: not truthful, if you don't say, you know, there's a fun side, you're not being real. I mean, if if, if sin was just all horrible and and like eating broccoli or whatever, you know, you wouldn't do it. There's got to be a draw. And, you know, it gives you that, you know, it gives you that fun up front. But the back end is where the cost
2: is. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And back in is where the cost is, because the reason why I say this because I mean, let's go back to two thousand and twelve. How did drugs affect people? There was a lot of people celebrities um n f l you know sports athletes who know that if I use this drug. It's It's in my contract, and I'm going to get suspended for four games and lose pay. And if I continue to do it, I'm going to lose my career. But guys are willing to take that risk anyway. And drugs killed my coach's career. So his son died right in front of his hands.
1: Yeah, but that didn't kill your coach's career, though. Don't say that. It did, man. It did. It was part of it. Because
0: drugs was the half of the problem. He couldn't get his head together. But I'm just saying, it, it, it affects the family. Drugs can affect the family. One person's
1: decision. I don't think that people... And I heard somebody mention earlier about sin. I, I don't even know if it's about that. I don't think people really really think about the job, the family, the, you know, the whatever it is, sinning or whatever you want to call that when they're getting hot. I think that each and every one of us has our own uh, uh, flavor of whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? And we're grown men. If somebody's going to tell you, okay, to keep this job, you can't drink, you'll be like, man, I'm going to drink what I do. I enjoy drinking. I control it. I enjoy drinking. You know, if you smoke weed and you're going to get a piss test, the average person is going to say, okay, I'm going to keep smoking weed because I enjoy smoking weed, and then I'm going to get cleaned up before the piss test. You know, people don't really think about the, the repercussions of what's going to happen when they're doing things that they like. Exactly. They don't think about the repercussions when they're doing something they
0: like. Now you're getting where you get where you need to be. So that that's a crystal light on, on a marriage. How does that affect your marriage now? Because now drugs takes money away from your home. Right? You can lose your job,
1: just like you say,
0: because you don't, you know, the consequences. It, it, it,
1: are you talking about someone that, um, somebody that gets high every day? Or are you talking about your social person? You know, that may smoke a joint on the weekends. Well, I mean, drug is drug. Right? Got you? I got you. Uh
5: no. I mean, you, know,
1: drug no. Is drug, you know, there's a lot of people that you know or you may not even know. A lot of people on your job. They get high. But when they, come oh, yeah. to well, I they
2: get
0: high. well, I mean I mean it's, it's a difference because in the in the in the in what we would call the white Collar world, folks that got a little education on salary, salary folks. They don't even get drug tests. They don't even test you. They give you the job. They expect they give you this big huge salary, and they say go on and go to work. Where your blue collar folks to get an eight dollar job, we want you to go down here and make sure you you pee but this $8 job person is still trying to take care of the same family just as this salary person is. So why is the stereotype there for this this man who's trying to support his family? Regardless, It's okay for him to do it if he he took the society white-collar job, but it's not okay for him to do it if he's only making $8 an hour.
5: That right there is just an aspect of the quote-unquote system. Uh, and, and let me explain. Statistically, they know those people with the blue collar jobs uh, will try drugs more than those with the white collar jobs. But the reason why the statistics say that is because the people with the blue collar jobs are tested more. So it, it, it's kind of it's kind of, of data that's being skewed to drive. A increased rate of of testing on those with blue-collar jobs, while those with white-collar jobs, you know, like you said, those who are white-collar with health insurance, I mean, they don't go to the clinics and get the uh, STD results posted along with all the other statistics, you know. It doesn't apply to them. So they're not tracked the same way. And, you know, it's the same difference between white-collar and blue-collar jobs. I agree.
0: I agree
2: because –
0: the the reason why I ask this question is because I know some gentlemen who, because of going into 2012, lost their job. Okay, and um, some of these guys, they grew up in the street, which is okay. They had a good job, but they grew up in the street. Child support's on their butt. Um, they get ready to lose their marriages because the wife is trying to get them can't go to work. Right. And he says, I got to go do what I got to do. And I'm like, what you got to do is go out here and just get one job, two jobs, three jobs, or whatever it is to make it happen. But he tries to take the other route. I'm going to go make the fast money. Drug is fast money, right?
2: Right. And,
0: oh, but there's a difference. Is with- he thinking about, but is he thinking about the consequences of his family if he gets caught? But you talk talking about selling drugs opposed to somebody, you know, puff, puff, pass. Right.
5: I don't know where we're going with this because drugs, first of all, drugs ain't even kryptonite. Superman didn't choose to be affected by kryptonite. Somebody chose to do drugs because they wanted to get away from their reality and their circumstances. And then someone sold drugs because they want to make that quick money, they don't want to do it the, the hard way, taking three jobs. So basically, your kryptonite is all is 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 within you. That kryptonite effect by you being weak and making those choices without thinking about circumstance.
0: Right, and that's the drug, the the the, the society of drugs, right? So that is a kryptonite.
3: Well, I know that uh, kryptonite is um some bomb weed. I do know that. Like that's. I mean, well, that's, no,
5: it's. A, the bomb weed, or are you choosing to smoke the bomb weed? <laughs>
3: well, that's a version of, you know, kryptonite. They said that's some really good weed. But can Probably. I have a monkey wrench? Um, yeah, go ahead.
5: We already got 36 of them laying on the floor. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> um, can a new car be a uh, husband's kryptonite? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: Oh, without
3: With, a doubt. Without, without a doubt. Course.
0: Uh how so? What about the golf course? The golf course is a
2: kryptonite. Hmm.
5: Uh your boys, hanging <laughs> hey, with your crew, your clique. Ain't nobody <laughs> tougher than my clique. That's a kryptonite.
4: That. Okay. Uh, you know, I think everything has to be a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for me. You know, um, I don't have a problem with with you know you know a guy want to have a beer or whatever he wants to do, and to me, there's no difference between alcohol or weed. I mean, it's just your drug of choice. one happens to be legal, one happens to be illegal. It depends what controls you because you can be controlled by by all kinds of things that'll destroy your marriage and and it's got nothing to do with legality mhm mm-hmm. well you know just I mean what if,
0: kryptonite
4: is is control. If, i would be on the golf course five days a week, you know, for four or five hours a day. You gonna have a problem in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you want to chase a little honey around, you definitely gonna have a problem in your marriage. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
4: or, you know, there, you know, there's balances that need to. There's nothing wrong with golfing, ain't that right, Tony? <laughs>
0: hey, he gonna stay silent on that one. <laughs>
4: but, <laughs> Can't you can't you can't take that over or prioritize over you know over what what you need to do for your family for your wife you know if it's mm-hmm. causing a problem and you know you need to address that and have have a balance in your life you know and and I mean you know some people feel well you know well, weed's illegal and and if you if you hit a joint then 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 that's going to destroy you but but you know I can drink a case of beer. Well, you know, I ain't never seen anybody get high off weed and go out killing people and beating people up. Tell you the truth.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, but here, but I'm going to add, and the reason why I ask all these questions is because we're putting the puzzle together. Because you just said something very, very important. You didn't. Because the next W that I want to talk about is weapons.
2: Hmm. There you
0: go. See, what controls a man is anger. And what does his anger say? Well, I don't know how to fight these days, but I did go buy a gun. And what I'm going to do is go out here and shoot this man or rob this man for his money because I need to get my drug or whatever choice that is. You know, like you said, drug doesn't have to be cocaine, weed, uh alcohol or whatever else you want to be, um, hair on or whatever that, your drug of choice could be a gun. Where if you want to solve a problem in your marriage, you use a gun. Right? And we saw that last year with a football player, and this is why I'm bringing it up. These are things that we see on a daily basis Is in the news that deals with relationships. This is where um argument proceeds. And here's a man whose night of partying with alcohol and drugs brought him home to have an argument with his with his soon-to-be wife who went out with her friends doing alcohol and maybe some drugs that ended with both of them being killed by the hand of another drug, which is a weapon. So
4: is the problem the gun or is the problem the heart? Hmm.
0: Well, what's the what's the kryptonite? That, what's the control? That, we already defined that the kryptonite is 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 a control factor. Well, I'm
4: a, you know, I I I got plenty of guns in my house. But my guns don't rule
0: me. It's not the gun. Exactly. That's one of my questions. I got written down. It's never the gun. The gun don't kill people. It's the man behind
1: the gun that kills people. Wrong, You got a problem.
2: So how do we fix this problem? It's
1: it's also the way that having the gun in a certain person's hand makes him feel. Uh Uh-oh. Well. Powerful. I think that when when you are someone that is, like you said, um defend yourself. Don't know how to defend yourself. You're somebody that is probably a very weak person. You become a strong person now that you have this loaded weapon in your hand. And you feel like Superman. And we we hear about the police officers all the time that were punks in school. And now they're police officers with guns. And not all police, I'm just saying, but there are some. And now they have authority and they got guns and they go abuse people. You know, you. I mean, you know, you hear about gangsters. They can't fight, but, you know, they will shoot somebody because now they have a gun.
5: Can, can I just get, jump in here real quick? Uh, and, and just talking on the elementary school shooting, you know, I can't believe I'm saying elementary school shooting. But um, how about a parent trying to use a gun to instill responsibility in their child? Wow. A, a parent refusing to admit that her child is not responsible enough to have access to her firearms. How about that kryptonite by saying, you know what, I got guns in my house, but also, you know, my kids can access my guns because I believe they're good kids. Hmm. I don't
0: know how to answer that question because, you know, I had guns in my house until I had my son. I don't know if I told this story before, but uh, um, my dad, the first thing he did when my boy came home is he came to the house and took my guns, and I ain't seen them since, and I have never worried about them. Um And the reason is is because when I was seven years old, I went over a friend of mine's house, there was a couple of us, we had a little party. Um, so we were hanging out at his house. My mom came picked me up. Well, parents in the, in the in the in the front room, kids in the back. Well one of my friends, he decided to go get his, his dad's gun and show it to the other kids that was in the
5: room. There you go.
0: And did not realize and I had just left the house. And was looking at the gun, turned the gun on himself, pulled the trigger, and he's not here today. There you go, and my dad you know he he told me straight up he says this would never happen to any of my kids. They gotta go, and he took the gun
1: but 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 you, 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 but, but but again again there's, there's there's places where you can keep your gun. There's places, there's there's devices that you can put on your, on your gun to make you know to make them safe.
5: Yeah, but are all registered gun owners making sure their guns are safe from their kids? Because mm-hmm. after all, a lot of these registered gun owners believe their kids are responsible, been raised around guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid that shot up the elementary school, his mom took him shooting growing up.
1: He knew how to load a gun. He knew how to shoot a gun.
5: Oh, absolutely.
1: And know how to disarm a gun.
5: Doomsday prepping? No,
2: no, no, no. no.
1: I don't. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with 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 knowing
5: how to uh, disarm, arm, and clean. Oh no! Gun. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the trust, the misguided trust. How yeah, many that. times
0: have you go in your dad's drawer and,
1: and looked at his gun
0: and went off and fire went off in the in the in, in the in the woods and then put it back?
1: But but listen but listen but listen. Why would you have to do that? Had he not said, "Okay, son, this is a gun. I'm gonna show you how to shoot it." Come on, when you want to go shoot. Think about that. Why would you have to sneak and do it when it's legal? My mother always told me when growing up. She said, "You want to smoke weed? Come on home. You want to get high? Come on home." Do it in house, and I never became a drug addict because I didn't have to hide. Now, had she never said that, maybe I would have. Maybe things would have been different because I would have been hiding like everybody else, trying to get high. Like it's legal in my house, so let me find something else that's not legal and get in trouble with.
2: <laughs>
1: All I can say is wow, because that wouldn't. That's that's the difference between north and south. <laughs> but look, it was a mind game that she played on me that
2: worked.
1: Because mm. I was told I'd just get killed. You know? Know. you know, but but again, you have guns in your house. You take everybody, you know, that's, and just say, come on, we're going to shoot these guns. And, forget, and then that kills all the curiosity about the gun. And then you lock them away.
0: A parent's love. You see,
4: as as a gun owner, I believe it's your responsibility to make sure that gun stays secure. And where I believe the law needs to be is you need to be held responsible if it's not. Exactly. All right? I don't believe, like, these wacky, nonsense, crazy people talking about the problem is the gun. No, the, the gun didn't kill anybody. But if you are a gun owner, you are responsible. And, you know, when my children were small... I didn't feel I could secure guns enough where I could have them in my house. As they got older that was a different ball game. But when they were little I didn't feel I could. So I didn't. but I believe that, that as a gun owner you should be responsible if that gun is not secured and someone can get to it that that that, that can do something like that.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Parents um,
5: love for child is there a kryptonite. That's a question. Class- of the elementary school shooting.
1: Okay. But there's
0: a flip now, side. Now and then and I wanna add this aspect because well,
1: hold on, hold I
0: am on. in the business of, of hold on one
1: second,
0: Patrice. Yeah. There's a flip
1: side. And here's the flip side. You have a, a couple shotguns in your house. Right. Okay. Alright. Right? Pretty secure. You're the only one with the combination. It could be anywhere in the house. Nobody can get in it. Right? Right now, you're in your bed, sleep. Uh huh. Your gun safe is, I don't know, in the basement. Okay. Or in another room, because no, most people don't put gun safes in their bedroom. Right. Somebody comes in your house. Right now, between right. you and your gun safe is an intruder. Right. How are you gonna handle your business? But well, so
4: what, you what you do mean, is you yeah. get a um, a fingerprint gun safe and you store it right next to your bed.
5: You can buy a fingerprint gun safe, or you can buy a smaller gun safe to put in your uh, bedroom. But uh, if you don't have that, then you got to get downstairs to your safe and handle your business. <laughs>
0: well,
4: no, they, they they got fingerprint gun safes that can store right on your nightstand, and you reach over there, and you put your finger on
1: it, and it unlocks it.
5: Yeah, but if you ain't got that, you got to get downstairs and out of your business. The
1: average person doesn't have it. I'm just now hearing about a fingerprint gun safe. Yeah, they,
5: they sell them at Dick's. They sell them at all the stores.
1: Uh-huh. Now, wait a minute.
0: Well, What about the first defense? offense? I, I, you know, the, the you protect defense? your house with the cameras and alarm system. You're right.
2: You, you're oh,
5: right. But, it takes it takes a certain amount of time for law enforcement to arrive.
2: And now, can I
4: tell you a story tonight? I got about a call from um, from from my security system in Orlando said that my my home was there was a um, a motion detector intrusion from my home in Orlando tonight just before this call. Okay, wow. so I immediately pulled up the cameras, didn't see anything. Called my daughter; she's out at the store. I told the the security company send the police. It took them forty minutes to get there. I told her don't go home until the police get there.
2: Right.
4: Forty minutes for the cops to get there.
5: Even when the police get there, that doesn't mean you're safe.
4: No, I you know I had them go in before she got there. All I'm saying is that you know you you can't just depend on the cops. I mean, forty minutes, anything could have happened.
0: Well, I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, hopefully. When the alarm goes off, they would ru- they, they were scatter. Is what I'm saying.
4: With well, well they, I mean,
0: you want your 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 daughter and your 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 wife's safety
5: on a hope. It you depends on what they're breaking in for. Because if they're breaking in to do you bodily harm, then they don't care about the alarm. Hmm. So they got ten, twenty, thirty, forty minutes before the cops even show up.
3: Monkey Yeah. I think we're getting a little bit off topic of the husband's kryptonite. What about, what about, uh, how can the doctor be a
5: husband's kryptonite?
0: Who The doctor? Yes. Your men don't want to go. They don't want to hear what the doctor has to say.
5: Man, the doctor be full of it, man. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor be hating on you, man.
3: Because, you know, I hear some, guy, some guys, and maybe some of you are on on the show tonight, that um, some guys are even scared of needles.
5: Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm a Benophobic. That's me. I even know the name of it, me.
3: It's called what?
5: Benophobia. Uh,
1: wow.
5: But I know the name, I got the membership card, I got it all.
1: The other way, brother. That's all you got to do. Just turn the other way.
5: No, other I'm brother. in the military. So it ain't even like that with me now. But, but uh, was the huh? if there was a the time, huh?
0: There was a time. Well, know, I mean, you needle. know,
5: it just you know just you just got to be real with me with the shots. You can't you <laughs> just you know it's gonna be a little prick or a bee sting or. <laughs> <your head> <laughs> I'm, gonna tell, I'm
2: gonna
3: tell you, I'm gonna tell y'all uh, my kryptonite with regarding the doctor. Um, it's not needles. I'm not afraid of needles. I'm like, T. oh, I, I do, do have, have another kryptonite story. Go ahead, Rodney. Yeah, mine is the vasectomy. Now, oh
5: Lord!
3: I have uh, three children, three beautiful children, and uh, don't intend on having any more. And uh, it's
5: time—thirty-five
3: years old—to to go ahead and uh, take care of that. But I'm not—I'm <laughs> not—I haven't even researched who I need to call, or you know. Is the, face- well, you know, we have a call on that. That has uh, all do. the
0: information yeah. for it. So all you got to do is go back to your own car. <laughs> I think Tony did that car.
3: He gave you all the information you need right there. He did do it. He did do it. But, yeah, that's my kryptonite is the, the B-SNIP. The SNIP, SNIP.
5: Yeah, they mean, so. right. It's outpatient surgery, man. Yeah,
3: yeah. Man. It may not be your kryptonite, brother, but it's my kryptonite, you know.
5: <laughs> no, I got one, too, man. Go ahead. All right, so... Uh, Charles County has, like, the high well, high count of prostate cancer, right?
3: No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did so not know that.
5: My boy is on the board for Savista Medical Center. And so he said, yo, we're doing a thing annually for men to get screened for prostate cancer. So I said, okay, so, you know, we go to this class, and they talk about this new digital technology And this digital probe they use that can detect all these different things, and this machine they use. You know, really, really tight selling point. They talk about the demographic amongst African-American males. So they talk it up. So, you know, you think you're about to take a ride in the Batmobile. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they get me all ready and everything. It's time for my examination. And uh, when it's time, I'm looking for the machine I heard so much about wasn't no machine.
0: Oh, man. Old school. Old school.
5: It was just this little dude, you know, from from India, told me he's going to drop him.
2: Mm. Oh, no. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no. But I'm going to tell you right now, I, di- I used to didn't understand how someone could just die prostate cancer. That's what happened to me? <laughs> and now you tell me that I got to do this yearly? Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. When are they going to
3: bring the machine out? Where was the machine? It was, you know, oh, that's being worked if, on or if, broke down or what?
5: That's if they would have detected something.
3: Oh, that's after.
5: Yeah, I I missed I miss that detail.
3: Shh, mm-hmm. Come on,
5: man. I not. Nah, Enjoy that experience. I couldn't get the water hot enough in the shop <laughs> wow!
0: I understand. Um, oh, I
5: understand. As I get older, as I get closer to forty and and beyond, I got to deal with that, man. But we all did. That's yeah. That's my kryptonite, man. But, but listen, listen. You you already did it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't need to do it no more. I don't, I, you know, I don't need to do that no
3: more. Mm, I want to go digital, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm not y'all's age, so you know, I got time. But um.
5: Yeah. Okay. I,
3: I, <laughs> I hope they was, when it is my time, <laughs> they're gonna have the digital ready and they can Skype me in or something, you
5: know. Uh, I, yeah, you know, that's what I was hoping. Nah, bro. <laughs> i nah, we waiting bro. for the
3: technology to catch up with uh, where where I am, you know, with
5: it. So well, there is one of the worst examinations I've ever had. <laughs> got <it. What's
1: laughs>
5: There's got to be something better. They got they got to figure something out.
1: If you are constantly going to the bathroom, constantly, like if you go to the bathroom and you ain't been drinking no water, or let's just say you drink a little bit of water and you consistently go into the bathroom, you got to go get a check. It does have
5: warning signs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was showing the warning signs, and I had a uh, family history. Put a piece
2: fifty-six so, times
5: a day. So oh, oh, I yeah. wasn't going to let the insurance company tell me to wait till I was 50. I mean, Katie Couric's husband died in his 30s of prostate cancer. Wow. I was like, yo, I need to see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, that examination, though, <sighs> that's my Kryptonite. right?
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: every Look. every man has a kryptonite. So so you're saying that the prostate cancer itself is the kryptonite or the exam? The damn the exam. examination. Yeah,
5: the, the exam. exam. Okay. Yeah, the exam. I got that, got, I got, I got The examination, it ain't something that you just, just rolled past like it was cool. Gotcha. Got but which would you rather have? You don't want to ask me that question.
0: I <laughs> <He> just did.
5: <laughs> I'm not answering I, that
0: question. I don't want to have that, that that cancer. That cancer is something special. You don't want to have that.
3: Yeah. well, yeah. You don't want to answer that. Well, I got another question for you, Ike. How
5: can can, can strippers be a uh, husband's kryptonite? No, not at all. No. No. They they are an enhancement to the marriage.
3: That is <laughs> not.
0: I believe you're 100%. Not strippers.
3: What, well, pornography? Can pornography be
0: there you a go. husband's
3: kryptonite? Talk about it. Now we're moving now. It's close to 10 o'clock.
0: Now you're getting somewhere. Pornography mm-hmm. is a man's kryptonite. Strippers Talk are a man's it. kryptonite. Talk about women it. in general. That's why women was first on the kryptonite.
2: list. Mm-hmm.
0: Why is women in general along with our wives, kryptonite. The reason is because everything that we talked about goes under the umbrella of a woman. We do drugs because of women. We drink because of women. We'll (laughs) give women drugs so we can have a woman. We'll give women drugs. Remember those little Spanish flies, or
2: uh, the little date rape
0: drug, or put something in the drink, little Mickey, just so we can get the woman that we knew if we were sober we couldn't have. We'll go to the strip club because we'll know that we can leave satisfied and won't even have to think second or, or even know see that girl again. We'll pay for something that our wife will not do, except on holidays and your birthday.
1: That's a kryptonite. That's what strippers do. Again, when we're talking about the drug part of doing it to have more fun, right? Mm-hmm. Some women are more fun under the influence of alcohol than they are so
0: Exactly. So
1: that's why we do it. Some men um, um, saying, drink the right thing. You don't need a blue pill. You get got that tangerine right up in you. You don't need a blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm just saying. So sometimes, um, you know, it it enhances what the the goal that you're trying to achieve. That's yeah, why a yeah. lot of people do.
0: It. That's it. But that blue pill can be a consequence. Because you're not, if you're using that blue pill to satisfy somebody outside your home and not using the blue pill at home, isn't that a problem? Because mm. now now it's hard for you to get it up because you, you're so addicted to the blue pill. That's the only thing that's going, now you got to tell the truth to your wife that, You use the blue pill. She's going to understand, ask, well, when did you start using? Can your kryptonite be a lie? You're addicted to lying. Yep.
2: It's
3: all coming together, fellas. It's all coming together. Yeah, because I mean not even the... Maybe it's not the strippers. Maybe it's not the pornography. But every last one of us on here, our kryptonite, is an attractive woman. We fail every, te- every time an attractive woman comes in our midst. I think we fail the test. Because we're like, wow, I mean, well, I mean what do y'all think? An attractive woman is a husband's kryptonite. Period. The is Oh yeah, always. Period, the
5: end. Yeah, put a period
3: me. on it. Yeah, especially with a fat booty.
0: Oh my God!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a struggle for the saved and the unsaved man. I mean, they're fatty. But why do we why do we view women as a piece of meat?
5: Because we're view,
3: men. We're men. Hmm? That is that we're is men. our. Com- we do. That's our predator instinct.
0: We're visual creatures. We were born visual creatures. We were born to be free and fruitful, Genesis. However, we also were born with that kryptonite, and that's that apple. And that apple is what gets us in trouble.
5: You're talking about the behind or the fruit? <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I talk about
3: both. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean is it is it okay, fellas, let me ask y'all this. You know, it, it's almost ten o'clock, so is it okay as long as you look and don't touch?
5: Well, it depends on the type of look you given. Okay, you had to explain that. Are you giving the type of look like, wow, okay, that's a nice looking woman and keep it moving. Or are you giving giving a look like, damn, you know, I bet I could just, and I bet she could just, and, you know. <laughs> if you, It depends on how you're looking. If you're just noticing, or if you're staring, you know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What y'all think, fellas? Is it okay to look, as long as you look and, and, and don't touch?
5: Well, it depends on how you look. If you're looking and staring like you want to hit, you imagining, and you hearing Trey songs and dive in, in the background, and no, nah, it ain't okay to
3: look at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> said Trey songs in the background, you're playing in your mind. That's funny.
0: But, but the problem is, in the kryptonite, we already know that, it's, that we're predators. But how do you hold that kryptonite in once you say, I do? How do you control yourself? as a married man, to not go across that line when you see another well baddie. attractive woman.
5: Well, the first I,
4: thing... I think each of us know what our weaknesses are. And a smart man puts defenses around so he doesn't have to be in that situation.
5: Well, the first well, thing is be real with yourself. Don't try to be unrealistic and just say, you know what? I'm not going to look at any attractive women no more for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, but listen, you are going to bump into every wall in the world.
5: And yeah, you're going to fail. You're going to fail miserably. Yeah. So, Because mm-hmm. you keep it in context, like, okay, I see her, but then I don't see her. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense.
3: It does. Yeah, but you can't prevent yourself from being exposed to a beautiful woman.
5: Try it. Just try it. Watch what happens. Every time you look and bend down to tie your shoe, you're going to be standing right at
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
5: know, And then I they're going to turn myself, around and
2: walk away. Yeah.
0: I find okay. myself doing that, though. I find myself taking a glance and saying, ooh, let me go this way. Because <laughs> I don't know. Every once in a while, you know, you might have that that little urge to say, good Lord. And so before you say good Lord, you just walk away. You look, and you walk away. Or you look down.
3: Peter, you just said something profound, and I don't know if you realize it or not. But you said good Lord. And what what does the good Lord say about looking at a woman with lust in your eye? What does he say?
5: He said, you're welcome. I made that for you just take a look at. It. No, know. he
3: doesn't. No, he doesn't. He did he
5: say? No, what he doesn't. What did no, he, he, he say? You're
0: not supposed as to
5: look. Somebody, guys, uh, just take a look. Take that photo picture and keep it moving. No, take no, that. that's not
3: what he said. What did he say, fellas? What did he Once say? You
1: look, you've already done it. You're just as guilty. As you're me. just as guilty. Thank you.
3: Oh, You, you have so already committed adultery with her in your heart.
5: So I need to dive in then. Now I
3: all. <laughs> <is it.
2: laughs> <laughs> but listen,
3: but listen. Now this is, you know, this, oh, it's time. Oh, thank you. It's, good. it's, it's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock, yeah. It's
2: now I'm going to ask o'clock. this
3: question. I'm going to ask this question. Um. And I, I don't know how y'all going to take this, but I'm going to just ask it anyway. So based on what T-Hawk just said, you know, if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. You know, you've already dived in, in in your mind anyway. So here's the question: Are we committing adultery every day with those little sneak peeks that we do?
5: According to the book, yes. according?
3: No. uh oh, got some disagreement.
0: <laughs> Somebody needs to speak up on that. Who said no? Don't
3: yeah.
1: no, you? Saying no.
0: Because I worry. look
1: plain. I look, but it's not lustfully. <laughs> I don't want to hear.
0: Really?
3: Like, wow, there are some nice hind parts there. I see
1: fatness. <laughs> <laughs> I know fatness uh, well. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. she's fat, and keep it moving.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's like a nice car. You see, man, that's a nice car. I don't want to own it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the payment on it.
5: <laughs> but about you You would. You would. You wouldn't mind taking it for a drive, though.
1: No. Mm. Mm-hmm. That Tell him, Mike. That's not nice I see nice cars. I don't even want to drive. You know what I mean? I mean, like that's a nice car. Nice, nice wheels. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Mm. We just so you not back to
3: you know two weeks ago. Women like cars. Tony, like I don't want to test drive it. Just looks nice. I just want to look at it. He's lying. <laughs>
1: listen, listen, listen. I mean, think about this. What's the purpose? And y'all, y'all all y'all know. I've been. I had a, a long history of selling cars. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Of test driving a car if you have no intentions on owning it. What's the
5: first? Cause, cause you were born driver at heart. Yeah, yeah. buy it. No. money
1: and buy the car. Why? No. Would
5: drivers... Cause they want you to Why drive. I
1: mean, but but you listen.
0: If you don't test drive the car, you, maybe you you had intentions to test. You know, buying the
1: car, but when you test drove it, wasn't what you always thought. So, but but but, but you can't miss what you never had.
5: But how about you always got all these cars that command that want you to test drive them anyway? <laughs> oh, and if you don't do it, they're going to find a the driver.
2: Then let them find a the driver.
5: Oh, man, whatever, man. Nah, man, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't that tonight Is a
0: deadly thing, boy, y'all. The I, thing is
1: deadly. test drive guy, man. I've been him. I've been him. I ain't talking outside of so?
5: That so why, why did you test droves? So wh- why now? Why why now? You have uh, this change where you where you you know you contradicting yourself, right? Because he knows what the consequences are. Oh, yeah, exactly. What, what are the, the consequences? Yeah, well, if the you know the consequences. The consequences, consequences are, you that they're now would be real. Really ain't worth it.
1: The test drive ain't worth it. So yeah. you know, I speak now differently than I used to speak before. Yeah, yes. preach, brother, Everybody preach. Mm-hmm. Free, and we free, all free. know if you
0: if you go and trade in your car, is you trading in the less value than what you are really getting? Because
5: when you get to yeah, your yeah, car, see, when it's you yeah, I'm to get you. You trying
4: to you trying to keep your main car and just have this other car, you know, on on on, on a weekend or whatever, whenever you want to use the car. So you ain't you ain't you ain't getting out there to trade in your car.
5: No, Uh-oh. you don't trade in your all-purpose sedan because hey, you still need your SUV for those rough rides, you know, in the country. And You still need your sports car for when you're zooming up and down the beltway. And, hey, you know, and you still need your little golf cart, you know, to carry your clubs and everything and carry your beverage. I mean, so, you know.
2: No, <laughs> you no.
5: Know, you use no. one car for all these different uh, purposes. No, you
0: can't have yeah, but the, the other cars get really mad
5: and the girlfriend. <laughs> you can't have all three. Those that. days are over. Yeah? yeah, you can. Rodney, how many cars you got? Uh, literal or literal figure. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, what are you talking <laughs> uh, about? Well, why are we, why we comparing them to cars, then? Let's
1: not. Let's talk about the women.
5: Let's Just, why are we comparing them to cars, uh, since we all have multiple
1: and, cars? And, and you know,
4: you know I'm going <laughs> to tell you what, I, I speak from, from, from being there, and oh, you well, know, it. you don't you don't go out there, you know, thinking, okay, you know, I'm gonna get with this and and dump and my lady. That's not what you do. Okay, you got you got your woman at home. You stepping out, you are not thinking about, hey, I'm gonna get this and and I'm dumping my wife and, and going with her. I, I don't I don't know. I never met a dude like that. Now now some women may be like that because they think different. But dudes ain't ain't thinking like that. They think that's a nice little piece of ass. I'm going to tap that.
0: And that's all yep. it's going to
4: be. But they get but caught
0: that, up. Yeah, but here's your kryptonite. You just said you don't think about it. But look at all the the famous people and strong people at high positions who who did that. Who that's tried, right. Went out there test drive and and look where and, and it just was in the news yesterday. Now even though it was another lady, a lady before she was a track star. Before she was uh, paralyzed by a car accident, she was a coach, and she had sex with one of her athletes. Now, this is way back, right before she had the accident 2002. It comes out, she gets blackmailed mm-hmm. 2012, and she had to resign 2013 over something mm-hmm. that happened mm-hmm. in 2002.
4: Everything in the dark comes to the light. Trust me, you ain't going to hide it. It's going to come back on you. And and what I'm saying is what you what, what you find, hopefully what you find out if you've been down that road, it's not worth
3: it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's
4: a whole bunch of dudes out there that haven't figured that out.
3: Yeah, yeah. But, let, but let me ask you this, fellas, you know, for the fellas that have been down that road. Don't you have to, and and it's, this is just to rewind and tie back to my 10 o'clock question, but just to rewind a bit, in looking, taking the sneak peek, you know, just, oh, that's, that's nice, nice, yeah, and keep it moving, like T.O.C. said, but don't we, don't you have to fornicate with her in your mind before the actual act takes place?
4: Of course you no. do, but, but you see, you know, when you've been down that road and you understand what the cost is, you realize it's not worth it. It's not worth you breaking your woman's heart the way you're gonna break your woman's heart. Right, but what I'm saying is that it starts with the look. Yeah, well you know, it always starts well it, it doesn't start with the look, it starts with the thought.
0: But no okay? the thought comes because from you know the look. you
4: can't you're not blind. Everybody sees everybody. Right. Okay. It starts with, with, with that thought, damn, man, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. because you know I mean, you know, all of us see things. We, I mean, we're not blind. We're not dead. You don't just, you know, all, all have blinders on and all you see is men you know, or 650-pound or women.
2: You
4: know, I mean, hey, and if you're a chubby chaser, that might be your weakness. I'm not saying something wrong with that. All I'm saying is, is that, that, you know, you have to be smart enough to realize, and, and, you know, some of us, you know, have fallen down that path and, and don't realize that that's not the way to go. But once you've gone down that path, hopefully you're smart enough to realize, wait a minute, I'm not going down that path. I don't care how fat she is.
0: Yeah, but that's the problem. That's our kryptonite. We we have a lot of men in this world who still haven't gotten to that point where they can say push back off of temptation.
4: Well, that's the bottom line, and that's what it is. And when you understand, you know, in my opinion, we all have weaknesses. If you say you don't have weaknesses, you say you don't have temptations. Either you're crazy or you're lying. Okay, because the truth is not in you. We all. I mean, I, I don't care how prissy and how you know how how religious you think you are. You got weaknesses, and if you don't if you don't own up to it and address it, you're gonna fall. Because you got pride. You think you're too strong to fall. Ain't none of us out here too strong to fall. And the bottom line is you better be smart and realize I got weaknesses. And you know what? I'm going to do something to deal with them. And one of those things is this kind of phone call. Mm-hmm. And being honest and saying, "Look, I got this weakness. And I need help because I can't be the one to always be defeating this thing." And and you know what? And here's here's the thing for me, when you take it out of the shadows, out of the darkness and bring it to the light, it loses its power.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Talk about it. You yep. see? when You know, it's it's the one that, that that's sneaking it. They, they, they don't want to say nothing. They got it all together. Okay? But, you know, when you take it out, and you, you especially you talk to a bunch of brothers and say, Look, man, I mean, I got this honey at work, and she just, and, 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 and you could talk about that, and other guys can get on this, and, man, I know what you're talking about. I've been there. Let me tell you what my situation is. And then you bring it out of that darkness, and you go, You know what? That ain't all that. Right. And by the way, your breath stinks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah. you know, and 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 if you bring it out of the darkness, and you know, it loses its power and its draw, and that's part of the thing, you know. If you if if if, if you can keep that thing hidden, you know, I think Tony talked about it—that forbidden fruit. You know, his mom said, "You gonna do weed? Do it in the house. You gonna get drunk? Get drunk in the house. Oh, who wants to do that? <laughs> <You know>? Mama off <laughs> right. puff, puff, puff pass. That ain't fun." I want to do something that that's, that's illegal, something I can, you know, I can sneak around and do that.
0: that you know that forbidden fruit gives it excitement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you got to add another kryptonite to what exactly you're talking about? And that that the the main kryptonite of the night is money. We all know money is the root of all evil. But
3: if no, the we love, love of money, the love up. of money is the root of all evil. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um you know, I wish you had a little Kanye you could play for me right now. You know what <laughs> I'm talking about. But th- the thing is, is that um, the more we go through life and the more successful we get, it's almost like Biggie said more money, more problems. <laughs> that kryptonite gets worse because you draw a certain crowd with the money that you bring.
2: Mm-hmm. Talk
0: about it. Okay, so if you're making a little bit more money, you're going to the better club. You're going to dress better. So why? So you can be seen. Because women like a nice-dressed man. You're going to buy that better car. You're not going to drive a camera. You're going to go and get an affinity.
3: And you're going to smoke that kryptonite weed.
0: And right, but you still (laughs) going to be a simple, fun guy because you still have friends. That may not be as successful for you, or they at the same level as you, and y'all still want to have that—you know—go out and drink and get drunk, and, and 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 maybe smoke a little weed or do a little bit more. Because more successful you get, the higher the drugs are. You you might go in the other room where they got the cocaine on the table. We all been—you
4: know—you um, you find out, you find out, P-town. That, you know, the more money you make, it, it, your problems just have more zeros on them. That's it. I mean, you you know, the problems don't go away if you make more money.
2: No. You they know do. what I
4: mean? They change. Exactly. You ain't worried about the light bill anymore. You know, uh-huh. but but, but that, that doesn't solve your problems.
2: Yeah. The, the yeah. real
4: problem is the problem of the heart. The problem is, you know, we, we have desperately wicked hearts. That's really the bottom line. And I don't care how much money you make. I don't care where you live. You could be in the ghetto, or you could be living in Potomac, Maryland, in a 10,000-square-foot mansion. If your heart ain't right, your heart ain't right. And that's really the bottom line. Yeah.
2: You know, you can get in a, a, a,
4: as much trouble going over to Colonial Beach as you can in, down in, in Grand Bahama. <laughs> You know what I mean? You can be you you can be walking on the on the beaches of of the Anacostia or walking on the beaches of Aruba and you can get in just as much trouble.
0: But but, but look how the world how a man's kryptonite kinda um the world. Now you have women who are just nice basic women going to get implants. Wow.
4: <laughs> Isn't that amazing?
0: Just so they can move themselves up into a higher bracket. Not with their mind, but they know that that Apple, if it's bigger than it's big, then I'm going to attract more money guys. And if I use my charm, I'll, I'll get right in. I'll put a hole in that condom.
2: And
0: guess what? Now you're saying thirty, twenty, ten thousand dollars, two thousand, whatever a month for a child out of wedlock, you know, outside your marriage, because your heart was in the wrong place.
3: Yeah, and I I, I take it even even deeper, Mr. Host. And this is so basic, but it's gonna it's gonna it it's gonna blow your mind. Because you, you talk about, we talked about the attractive woman being the kryptonite. Well, let's add some implants and a fat booty. Okay? Woo. Now, let's even add that she compliments you. You talk about a man's ultimate kryptonite, a compliment. When a woman compliments you, you melt. You're old. Thank you. You know, whether it's your wife. Or the lady that want to take you down at work, you know, and one want you to drive her, you know, like brother said, you know, the keys are waiting for you to take her for a spin out on the beltway. A compliment, encouragement, affirmation is another kryptonite. Am I right? Yep. Yep. And, and, and even further, even further, affirmation, compliments, in the bedroom, in the sack, you in the bed. I mean, you in the you getting down, and you, your lady said, "Man, you you putting it down? Wow! I mean, you, come on, man. We're talking about kryptonite. And just imagine the, the, your coworker telling you, know, you know what I could do to you in the bedroom. <laughs> you weak. Y'all are weak right now. Just just replaying it in your mind. And some of y'all had the instance where the lady like, you know what? I just I just wanna." I just want to just take you, you know, I, we can go right in your office. Come on, now. We're talking about kryptonite. A compliment. Oops. Basic. That's so basic. A compliment. Wow, you look nice today. Mm, You're smelling good. Wow. Your your wife is a lucky lady. Come on, now. Hey, yeah, a
0: compliment. Yeah, hey. Isaac, what, what was that chocolate uh, stuff? <laughs> I no, like. So, no, uh. <laughs>
5: Do you have any chocolate or something in your office or something she was asking me? I, I don't know, man. There's so much I have to look past, man. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm you, saying that
2: you the, like... to come
5: off cocky at all, fellas. I ain't even saying that at all to come off cocky. But it's just like, it's, it's it is literally a damn grind dealing with these women at these jobs. And you know all the women that listen to this thing later, you know, don't take your man for granted. Cause trust me, trust me, there are at least two or three of them in his ear, trying to throw little hints, little crazy comments, and whatever, man.
3: And you do you know I do you know how many women? That was a great point. You just made a profound point. Do you know how many women have miscalculated their husband? Like, oh, he ain't gonna cheat. Charlie ain't gonna cheat. Keep oh yeah. Coming home. I can be stingy in the bedroom. He ain't going nowhere. You know how many women
1: have miscalculated that?
5: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Every
5: last one of them miscalculated it. Mm. Absolutely. They 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 never think. You know, and you know, it, it, I mean, it's so hard out here, especially in this area where we are, for a woman to have a man that they will just take any aspect of a man they can get. They will take it. so you know, if if you know, they know they'll pay the compliments, they'll you know, whatever. They'll make the little remarks if you quick on your feet to get it. You know, they'll do that.
2: Mhm.
5: And all you have to do is just is just what, uh what is it, uh with, accommodate them just a little bit in your speech. Mm. If you give them any sign of accommodation, you know they're just going to take it to the next level. And you don't even feel like dealing with that. Wow. So you just have to walk away.
3: But, I mean, what if you, I mean, what if, does your wife know, let's forget about Tracy at work for a moment, but does your wife know how a compliment is, is is your kryptonite? to to flatter your ego?
5: They don't. Women women are married. Wives are the worst in the world when it comes to compliment egos. They are the worst. They're the last ones to do it. And when they do do it, they just want you to know, hey, I did it. So you need to just recognize the fact that I did it. And that's uh, supposed to
3: carry you for about three months.
5: Yeah, right. You're good. You're good. You've had your quarterly compliment, so keep <laughs> moving. Uh, yeah, wives, wives are the worst... Ever, when it comes to complimenting a man's ego, they don't think they don't think that we get weak, that we get tired, that we can just, you know, that we don't just need to hear the hey, you know, just keep it up, you're doing a good job. They don't they don't think we need to hear that,
2: you know. Uh, yeah, and, but I
5: give
3: you I, I give you a quick example. My day today. Oh, I know. I knew this was
2: going to happen. Go ahead, right. Now listen, I mean Tuesday. And I'm telling you, Tuesday is a, is a is a
3: long day for me, fellas. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but Tuesdays, my oldest daughter is, is has to be sitting down at at the piano teacher's house at seven a.m. Okay, Ooh. at seven a.m. So she's sitting on Tuesday. This is every Tuesday. So Tuesdays, my oldest is sitting at. the We out of the house at, at quarter to seven. You know, thankfully it's just a ten minute ride. So me and her, I go drop her off at seven o'clock. Then I come back and I pick up my five year old. She's getting up because she has piano at seven forty five, right oh. after her sister gets done. So I pick her up and and, and today actually the baby boy was crying. My seven month old, he's seven months old today. He was crying, so I grabbed him up, took took him with me. Drop the five-year-old off at uh, Piano, where her sister was, Pick the nine-year-old up, the oldest that just finished her practice. She has math club at school, and she has to be at school at 815. Before school, it's a little program she's in. So she don't ride the bus on Tuesday mornings. I have to take her. To, I have to drive her to school. Any other morning, she rides the school bus. So I dropped the five-year-old off, pick up the nine-year-old. I still got a seven-month-old in the truck, and – on my way to school, I drop the seven-month-old old off at daycare. Then I keep getting dropped the nine-year-old off at school. Then I come back to the piano place and pick up my five-year-old by 8.15. And she had, and then we come home, and then we pack her lunch, and she then she's off to school at 8.45. Then I go to work. Wow. So then I went to work, and then my nine-year-old has ballet on Tuesdays from 6 to 7. So I come home, I pick my nine-year-old up. I did not eat dinner, didn't have time. went to work all day and just get home, and I got home just in time, you know, to drive back 30 minutes, you know, pick up the nine-year-old, drive back out to the ballet place, drop her off, and then I went to the grocery store. And then I went to the grocery store tonight. So after I come from the grocery store, You know, I meet up with my wife, who's picking up the 9-year-old, and she's got the other two kids. And I have a meeting at church from 7 to 8. So I just got home at 8.30 to sit down, and i literally at 9.05, 9.10, I'm sitting down and eating my dinner. Why are you on the phone with us? While I'm on the phone with you, cats on Tuesday night. So Tuesday's a rough day for me. Yeah, that's too much, but and I, I don't
0: know. and I don't. I, yeah, I do what I gotta do. Cause I,
3: if if I had to do it on compliments, I couldn't do it, fellas.
2: Mm.
3: I couldn't do it I could, if I had to run on compliments. I, I'd have been done at noon, at lunchtime. But like, you know what I? Ain't, you know,
1: Keep it moving, right?
3: Exactly. Keep and it moving. And then get off the phone, and the wife rubs on you. Then you got some old work. Thank you. Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The seven month old. I, I got his monitor down here because he usually wakes up eleven thirty to twelve. I give him his bottle at eleven thirty to twelve because he literally is hungry. So I feed him at eleven thirty to twelve. It, you know, I just started probably this week. So
2: literally and and then and then maybe if you know you talk about the
3: white rub up on then then I got I still got work to do. <laughs>
5: Roddy, right, you sound uh... man. You
4: sound like my kind of man, you know that? <laughs> oh, you don't
5: sound like my kind of man, Roddy. Right, you sound like you got some problems, man. <laughs> Why you say
0: that? <laughs> I think that's just one day.
4: I
5: like you need to... Yeah, it's just one day. You need to cut some stuff loose on Tuesday. <laughs> uh,
3: well, I told Tony we need to shut this call down on Tuesday, so, you know. But, no, nah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hey, 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 man, you look,
5: need to go to Aruba, man. Look, man, no, I <laughs> don't need to go to no Aruba. He needs to change. Hey, look, look, man, I don't know, like I, I have told you this. We have talked about this all many time. I don't know why y'all got these kids and all this stuff. I know why you got them in there. I, I know why. I know why. Because you sound like so many other parents. Uh, we got friends in Ohio. They got track practice. And then at, at night, uh, then they got the ballet and all this other stuff. They got in the morning, and then they got the school, and then about to die, and then to die, and then all of this. And then and it's like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what childhood? <laughs> what childhood are you really trying to give your kids, man? And I know you've given an explanation once before. I know you have. I mean, but. What I mean really, really I mean, what makes it worth it, Rodney?
3: It's just one day. Just Tuesday just it's just and and you would think that I would that I would dread Tuesdays. I don't. Tuesday's my favorite day of the week.
5: Okay, now okay. You lost now I'm lost. I'm lost.
3: <laughs> why are you lost? Uh,
5: you, you, you lost me with that one.
3: <laughs> why are you lost? Would that why be in w- would that be too much for you?
5: Why in the world would that day be your favorite day?
3: Because I get to rap with you guys. After all of that goes down, I get to sit down.
5: Relax. Okay, gotcha. I gotcha.
3: So the only one that he didn't see throughout the day is the wife. She
0: got about 15 minutes. Pretty much,
5: yeah. No, they don't need to see her.
2: Like <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, I mean, the only thing you gonna do,
5: only thing you' gonna do, is tell them something else you need to do. Hell, I'm mad myself, man. Look, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: just think about it. You you brought up something profound. I mean, just think about it. We talk about this about how we keep uh, the marriage. You did all this for your kids, right? Mm-hmm. Well, stop the out Mm-hmm.
2: So.
0: Is that
5: a productive day by leaving the wife out? Yeah, it is. It's cause...
0: A for the kids,
3: doing everything for the kids. Well, I'm doing this for me.
5: Well, yeah, I'm I mean, this you're doing for her, him, you know, but but how about the wife picking up some of the slack? You know, saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take this off your back because I know you've been really hustling with this, so I'm gonna handle this for this time right here. Oh, was that, no, wrong? I mean, that, that? I
3: mean, I that's, mean, that's ideal.
5: Is that wrong? Is
3: that? I mean, it depends on your situation. I know, like, my wife has a bunch of take-home work.
2: So the the more she
3: does outside of the home. No, not in the morning. I mean, in the morning she has to feed the baby at a certain time. He's breastfed. So, I mean, she's got to feed the baby. But outside of that, in the evenings, the more she does outside of the home, the more work she's going to have when she gets finished all that. Because she has papers to grade, curriculums to develop, lesson plans, all that stuff, and it's it's a constant. Whereas so I don't have constant. any take-home work. Like once I'm off, I'm off. I, you know, I check my emails, I get a few phone calls, but I don't have anything sitting down at a computer that I have to do, that I have to, to push out. I do that during the work day. So
0: it's a compromise. While she's breastfeeding, you know that's going to drain her. She still has to get her work done. Exactly. You're just taking over this one day.
3: Exactly, and when my wife doesn't get her sleep, that's a problem.
5: Well, it sounds like it sounds like you getting punished for not having no work to take on. No, I'm not, I,
3: don't, I don't view it as punishment because, like I mean, like you said, you know, I do a full ah, year. come on, man!
5: You know how I wise are, man? Come on, man! <laughs> I do a full
3: you, you know, if we
5: got time. one little one up on them, you know they're gonna make it, make you pay. Come on now. I don't know. Don't well, tell I mean, me I'm the only one, please. <laughs> Tell me, I'm the only one. <laughs> I am. Hello, lights. I am. The only one. <laughs> I'm know? a man. Well, I'm sorry. This sorry, right? Let me escort you to the door. My bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I mean, you t- you talk about her, and that's what I want to know, fellas. You know, we've been talking about the husband's kryptonite, but what I want to know is, what is the wife's kryptonite? Compliment. Is it compliment?
5: Husband compliments.
3: That's wow! It. Is that it? Really? Is that simple?
5: Showing, showing, showing uh, their husbands' appreciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing what it takes so that when their husbands do get all the crazy stuff they hear at work from these other women, they can just ignore because they know they got a, a dance for you, uh, wife at home. Mm-hmm. The
0: pole in the room. The
2: night. Instead, he
5: asking you when are you gonna take out the trash, when are you gonna get the oil changed, when are you gonna take down the Christmas lights, when are you gonna get this done, on top of all the things you got to do already.
0: Then you gonna pay the bill. When did you call this person? You know when you, you ain't go got the work.
5: It? So when are you gonna get this done? Mm. You know, you just tell her, hey, you know, one day I just like to not do nothing. I, I <laughs> and they don't even get that. They just drive right past that. Mm-hmm. i I thought i was i thought I was in your living room Rodney, but I guess since I'm the only one
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, you're in everybody's living room with me I believe you're in everybody's room, living, i mean living room with
5: that that's just and and that's just the way it is when we're married why is why is married life like that
0: Because, because uh, it probably goes back to what uh what what tony says is that uh we got to we like we like sin. We like to we like to do other things. To have fun.
5: I mean but they ain't even talking about having fun now. I'm just talking about uh you know, your wife uh putting in some extra putting in some extra effort. Well that that's
0: what I'm talking about, that kryptonite. you rather when you're not getting it at home. Because so she don't have time to, to do action because she got the kids and she got her homework and she got, you know, whatever else she got to do around the
5: house. But, you know, this brings up a great point. That I, I, Rodney, did you get that whole point I brought up about the cancer, the husband and wife with the cancer?
3: Yeah, yeah. Speak on it, though.
5: Okay. So there's a husband. He only has months to live. His dream is riding a little 429 Cobra cars. His wife sent out some emails on Facebook or Twitter to some car owners, and they came by, they brought their cars around, and they rode her husband around as his last dying wish. The only thing with that, fellas, is that the wife only had days to live from breast cancer. So someone who had days to live, this wife who had days to live, made sure her husband's dying wish was met even though he only, he had months left to live. See what I'm saying? Well, so she kind of, had I more than he did. And it was more important to her to make sure his dying wish was was met instead of hers. Her wish was him being happy.
3: But does it matter which person takes on that, you know, what if it was the reverse situation? It'd still be a beautiful story.
5: But it's always so, the reverse situation with us. Um uh, it's always a reverse situation with us. We're talking about the women stepping up now, the wives stepping up. If, if they stepped up, then we wouldn't have kryptonite.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: We wouldn't need the drugs, the weed, the women.
1: Well, are you sure? Those guys that are greedy, though. Greed, uh-huh. is also well, they, I mean, greed is also something that's a factor as well. Oh,
0: yeah, this,
5: this guy they ain't going to ever be happy. They just want it all, you know.
0: I'm going to tell you what Greed has done. I was watching, you know, they get ready to vote on Baseball Hall of Fame nominees tomorrow. Did steroids and drugs stop Barry Bonds from getting into the Hall of Fame? It shouldn't have. Is, is that his kryptonite? Even though he saved, he, buried, uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire saved a lead that was getting ready to go under. Now they're blaming them for something that literally saved the game of baseball. Hmm. And that was using that drug to knock on home runs. Now their Hall of Fame career is gone. I think all of them got divorces from their wives.
1: What's next? Look at Lance Armstrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: There it is. There it is, it's
2: greed, man. It's
1: greed. It's greed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, had, he had more than he needed. I'm pretty sure he take- what
0: he wanted to be the best.
1: But again, again, you he had to have some talent. Barry Bonds had some talent. Mark McGuire, they all had some talent. Correct. They wanted to go extra. It's greed. Some men have a great woman at home, but they still want whoever that chick is at work. It's greed. Yeah. Some people have a lot of cars. But they still want more because their neighbor got the new one.
3: Mm. Talk about
1: it. It's greed. You know what I'm saying? If you get in touch with the greedy side, then you may be able to whip some of them issues that we have. If we learn to live with just what we have and be able to work what we got, you know what I'm saying, then we won't have to worry about trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to have more than we can. Because when you go extra, that's when you get in trouble.
2: Mm.
3: So you're talking about greed being... A former kryptonite.
1: No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, listen, listen, Roddy, I'm going to ask you this question. Yep. Realistically, how many women does one man really need? One. How many cars does one man really need? One. (laughs) Does one man really need? One. I mean, what would you say?
0: How many cars?
1: How many cars, how many houses,
0: how many yeah,
1: one. Of shoes does one man really need?
0: Uh,
3: oh, one house, but maybe two cars. <laughs> and a several pair of shoes, no. <laughs> I,
1: said, I said one man. I
3: didn't, say the wife.
1: I didn't say the wife, I said one man. How many oh, cars does one, one man thing. really need?
0: Okay. One. One.
3: one, I get you, I hear you. Follow me? Yep. yep. You can only
0: drive one at a time. Exactly.
3: And you can only wear one pair of shoes at a time.
2: One at a time. You can only You can be only in one house realistically
1: hit one woman at a time. I don't know about that
3: <laughs> Realistically he's right. I mean, you know,
1: you it then 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 you must have somebody else going with you. And then you may have a sword fight that's unwarranted. <laughs> Not a sword fight. <laughs> oh no, we ain't going there. <laughs> You can realistically only hit one at a time. Mm-hmm.
2: But I mean, you're oh, right. I mean, you're when sure, right. that can of
1: worms.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And but I mean, can we fight all of these temptations with our own strength? You know,
5: no.
2: no like I said,
5: if you had the woman contributing, it, it makes it so much easier.
3: Huh.
0: <sighs> no, not even the woman can help you go full circle. That's <laughs> that right. <laughs> And, and that's I mean, the heart.
4: The heart ain't right. Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Because there's an emptiness in your heart that you're trying to fill. And you're trying to fill it with other things besides what it's designed to be filled with. Right. You think that these things are, are what you need to feel fulfilled, whether it's money or cars or women or drugs or sex
2: or whatever
4: it happens to be, and you're never satisfied because. You got a hole in your heart that can only be filled with the one that made you, and you try to fill it with something else and it runs out. And then you need more of it.
2: Hmm.
3: But what about that's a good point, Andrew, and it reminds me of Paul and his thorn. Thorn in Paul's side. Now some theologians say that was Paul's wife, but I don't believe that. <laughs> A thorn but y'all know about Paul's thorn in his side, right?
5: No, just...
3: y'all don't know the Paul in the in the Bible, Corinthians? The oh. thorn in Paul's side? Come on now, that's basic stuff. Tell us about it, basic.
5: I don't know about it. Tell me.
3: Yeah, I mean it's I think it's in uh second Corinthians eleven or twelve. But anyway, Paul had you know this thorn in his side. I mean that's what it says. It was a thorn in his flesh to torment him. And three times he pleaded with the Lord to take it away. Well, how did the Lord respond? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness, or something to that effect. So he was saying, I mean, what he was saying is that Christ delights in our weaknesses. And I think at the the closing, it's like for when I'm weak, you know, then I'm strong. Because the whole point of what Paul was trying to say is that the revelation, what God was trying to reveal in him was the the weakness, the thorn, was to keep him from being conceited. Right. So he was given a thorn in his flesh, but it was to remind him. That he needed God. There you go.
0: But there it is. You're about 15 minutes earnest, but that's where this conversation was going to go at the end. But, yeah, I mean, the only way to get rid of the kryptonite is through God, period.
3: And, and, and Mr. Host,
2: hmm?
3: I, I just thought of another kryptonite, and we all have it. We're all guilty of it. And now that we're here, now that we've arrived, self-reliance, relying on self. We're all guilty of that at some point.
0: Well, that's the main key. That's the heart. When your heart is in the wrong place, you rely on self. So you use out-of-character things to make yourself, you think you feel. You make yourself feel better when you're only de- putting yourself in
3: more depression and, and having more problems. Yeah, but we can't rely on self. Because self will fail us every time. Right. But we're all guilty of that in one respect or another. You know, maybe it's the degrees on your wall. Maybe it's the folks you know uh, through networking or whatever or the school you went to or the family you came from or whatever, the job you have, the the position, the title, the status you have. We're all guilty in one respect or another of, Self relying on self, self reliance, which is crypt- is kryptonite. Is, is 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 not a good thing.
1: But if that's all that you know, if that's all that you've been taught. If that's all that you've seen, what else do you do?
3: Therein lies the the, the key. Here's the key. If, 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 that's, if that's all you know.
1: And let me if say this. that's
3: all you know. Go ahead. And let me say
1: this. People will tell you stories. Right? Just like your story today about Tuesday. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mama got up and had to walk and clean houses. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, clean people's houses all the time. Dad got up at the crack of dawn, came home at night to eat, and we saw them on weekends. What they see is their parents, or whoever was raising them, getting up, going, getting it done every day. So what they come to realize is that that that's who they relied on. Parents relied on themselves because they had to get it done. And that's what society sees. The underline is where the strength comes from. And if a person doesn't say where the strength come from to get up every day and do this thing, this this support thing, and this this I gotta go to work, I gotta I gotta pay the bills, I gotta be diligent every single day. If a person doesn't say where the strength comes from, then how would one know? So you got a lot of people that just see this image of a parent getting up, working for a living, making the money, doing it, bringing home the, whatever it is, food, groceries, cooking. This this daily regiment five, six days a week. But that's all that they see. You follow mm-hmm. what
3: I'm saying? hmm I follow exactly what you're saying. That goes back to the point I made earlier about how I don't dread Tuesdays. A normal person it'd it, it, it be like, Man, gotta get up and, and anybody who knows me, I am not a morning person. <laughs> so I have to set my alarm to make sure that I get up and my kids get up so we can make sure that we're on time, and y'all also know that I'm not late anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, but I'm not a morning person. So, I—I I mean, literally, I mean, if anything, I—I dre- I, I should dread getting up at the crack of dawn. Yes. But I don't, because I, you know, I know where my source is. I know where my strength is. I know where my power comes from. Right, So that's why I don't, I'm don't. chilling right now. I can stay up another three, four hours. I've been up all day doing, I just told you all the num, numerous things that I've done in the course of my day. And I didn't even tell you all the stuff that was blowing up at work. Mm-hmm. But I just keep it moving because I, I know where my source mm-hmm. is. I know who my source is. I know where the power comes in. Again, I, I'm the same way uh, right now. I mean, I'm on the road a lot.
0: I still gotta do things off work. I'm up every night till maybe one, two in the morning. Then I'm up at, you know, five thirty six again, ready to go for the next day. Mhm. But I know what my source is because when I wake up I I I speak to 'em every morning and right before I go to bed I speak to 'em and I'm and during my travels I speak to 'em.
2: Mhm. So,
0: you know, once you know where your comfort zone is and and and, and where you, you falter, I mean it goes all the way to Revelations, you know. You're supposed to love God as you love the church. Wow. And then you family. So and then everything goes into place. What you're doing, there's no stress, even though you may be going through something. At the end of the day you know. Sounds no, so easy. Uh, I, and it comes full circle for me because I was teaching uh, kids at church Sunday about Joe. And he's the closest thing in the Bible to us.
1: Nah, he's not. Actually. Well,
3: oh, you don't Why think so? Why not? I
1: just don't think that. I mean, I just...
0: He goes through, he had different trials and tribulations exactly like us. Every time he went through one, he got through it, but then he ran right into another.
1: Yeah, but the standard that he was held up upon by God was different.
2: What I mean, was the standard? I don't know.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: I mean, God holds everybody at the same standard. Yeah. He may not feel that way. But what do we do, good
1: words, good words, but what do we do when it all comes crashing down? And I understand what what you're saying, we know where our strength comes from, and we do, right? But temptation, drama, all these things play a, a role in your marriage. Christian people get divorced, Christian people cheat, Christian people beat up on their wives, it happens. So when we sit down and talk about, yeah, we understand, but there's still that dynamic where 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 your faith gets a little weary. Where you still sit there and say, yeah, but I can't fix this, and you pray on it and nothing happens, because God wants you to step up and man up, but you may not know what to do. You see what well, I'm saying? We make it sound like, okay, well, I know my strength, and we again, I said, we do know. But there is a time where it comes where even those that are holy to the 10th degree fall.
0: Yeah, but and it says John, I want to say it's John chapter 11. First couple of verses, he, God, he says it. He says, if you keep him in your heart, and, and heart has been said many times tonight because our good buddy uh, Andrew is he said it, but God says, if you keep me in your heart, I'll be there for you at your lowest point. I'm allowing you to make all the mistakes you want to, but you come to me when you're ready. Anytime you're ready, you know, you want to do self lines, you want to do it yourself, that's fine, go ahead. But when you're ready and all else fails, come to me, and I guess what happens? Yeah, Jesus
2: said that. To her. Her.
3: Jesus said to her, "I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die." And that is in John chapter eleven.
2: Okay, I get it. So it's it, it's there, man.
0: I mean, he's gonna allow it. That's what that's what it's called—a test, testimony. He's going to, if if everything was perfect, there would be no drugs in the world. There would be no, you know, no problems with women and 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 seeing these attractive women and and and, and lusting over women.
3: Yeah, but like what what did the pastor say on Sunday, Patrice? You know Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good to those who love God. Not some things not the good things. He said all things. All things. So the temptations, that's just the perfect, you know, striving for, I think t said it once, is that, you know, we, we strive for perfection, but we, we know we'll never make it because we're we're human. We're in the flesh. It's impossible.
1: Exactly.
3: But at the same time, we know that all of these things, that happened to us, all of our experiences, our trials, our tribulations, the, the good things, the bad things, and different things—all of them work together for our benefit.
1: Yeah. So, 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 we're talking about kryptonite, and we're talking about marriage at the same same time, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and I understand what you guys are saying. Believe me, I do. But there's another thing that we don't uh, re- that we really don't talk about, and when it comes to marriage, if you don't have a clue that your marriage is under attack, uh, how did you, how how do you go about correcting that?
0: Oh, good question. Wow, Ooh. question. So,
1: so 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 now we talk about we know our strengths, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We may know your strength, and we all may know our strengths. But at the end of the day, if your wife is doing something to you and you can't fix it, she's making you feel a certain way and you can't fix it. You don't know how to diagnose it. You don't know what's going on. This is something that you've never seen before, but you don't like it and you can't fix it and she can't explain it to you. I know we've all been there. She can't explain to you what's wrong, but it's just something that just ain't right and you don't like it. So now somebody, something is attacking your wife, but you can't put your finger on it. What do you do? Wow, that's the question of the night. Well, you don't even know.
0: Well, in all things, I mean, you—you—it's—it's it's crazy to say. But both of you probably need to get on your knees and pray. Give it to God, whatever it is, and see if it comes to the light. Because whatever it is, it's sitting in darkness. It's sitting in our heart, and it needs to come out. And usually the way we do it is through arguments. Um, there was a guy
2: who had
0: trouble at his home, and he and his wife had a a, a real big argument. And so he leaves the home, goes out partying, ends up having an affair that night. The person he had an affair with works with his wife. Wow. All them at Walmart, sends an email to her to explain. He now has to carry this lie and tell her. Now she wants to leave. Mm. Now, his kryptonite was the drinking. And the lust for another woman, thinking that that would ease his his anger, but he made his anger worse because he never found out what the real root cause of her anger was for the other situation. Now he's added this too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it might infect you by never finding out what the real problem is, just like you said, in any situation. So what do you do? Well, the only thing you can do is pray to God and say, I'm sorry. And hope that you can rebuild that relationship from the bottom up. Because okay, so
1: look, so look, y'all brought up Job, right? Since we're here, we're here, right? Yep. God had one condition. What was his condition? When Job was going through his attack, what was his condition? Do whatever you want to the man, you just can't kill him. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm right or wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're whatever right. You
1: want to do to the man? So he went through hell. Mm-hmm. Wife went berserk. His friends went berserk. Everybody turned off. Okay? Now let's bring that now. Let's just say your wife is Job. <laughs>
2: Wow what? Me Just think
1: about it for a second Let's just say your wife is Job Jobina Jobina Job didn't know About no attack He never saw the devil He never saw him coming Job was actually the last to know All he knew was to stand firm And stand on his faith. That's all he knew But he didn't know why everything was falling apart did he? Right, right or wrong? He didn't know. No. Right? His wife couldn't help him because she didn't know. She called him a fool. Right? Modern day Job could be your wife going
2: through something. How you going to act? Well, he had to make sure he changed. Who
1: changed? Now, your wife is Job and you the head of household and she's being attacked, how are you going to act? I mean, we know where our strength comes from. The wife knew where Job's strength came from, and she still cursed that strength, told him to curse that strength. Right or wrong? You're right. So how are we going to act? And, again, it's just, for me, I understand where you guys are going, but the realistic of it is people are getting divorced at an alarming rate, because someone during that marriage or the entire marriage is under attack. Yep. And we don't know that is happening, so what do we do? We lash out at each other. Instead of sitting back and saying, this is not normal, something else is happening that i got to get to the bottom of before I react.
2: Hmm.
0: Andrew, you got, any, you got anything to that?
1: Um, you
4: know, I think that... That's exactly what what you know what I was thinking as he was talking about that. You know, we 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 uh we don't understand the attacks that people are going through and we don't understand, you know, it's it's a deeper issue than just what we see on the surface.
1: Hmm? You're making people silent over here, Tori. You it's, it's, it's know, it's just, you know, I mean, because because it's easy, we make it sound easy, you know what I'm saying? We put our strength in the Lord and we make it sound easy that we know where the power comes from. But then when you talk about somebody like Job, you know what I'm saying, who was like, well, Job will never turn on me. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I say that is because, will God say that about us? Tony will never turn on me. Rodney will never turn on me. Patrice will never turn on me. Are we to that place? Because have we had that happen to us where we lost it all and we were broken, literally broken to the point where, you know what I'm saying, we're praying, but there's no result. There's no immediate gratification. There's no answer. And we still every day is just more torment, more torment, more torment. Some people's marriage is every day is more torment, and there's an attack somewhere, but we don't know where it is. And, and what do average people do? They bail. They bail. I mean,
0: and you can bring that into the financial when it's financial torment.
1: I don't know
2: what the root cause is. You, know, you know,
1: like us. we're sitting at work, right? and we're doing work, and we're on the Internet, maybe on eBay, and on the side of the screen, some young chick pops up. <laughs> click me. Click, click on me. Now, if that's not your flavor, if that's not your 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 your, your sin of choice, it's not going to pop up. But if that's what you struggle with, it's going to pop up, and then that's your attack, right? And then you got to deal with it the best way that you can. You may click that button, and now you're in pornography heaven. Mm-hmm. You see, and I just think that sometimes we need to be able to 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 look at it and see that it's an attack, opposed to counteracting it with attacking our spouse. If that makes any sense.
3: All right, you might have to say that again because that was kind of deep.
1: <laughs> okay. Sometimes we need to look at it as, as an attack opposed to counteracting it with attacking our spouse. Mm, got it. Got it. Cool.
3: But you have to acknowledge it, like you say, you have to acknowledge it
1: that You gotta know what it is. Yeah, exactly. You gotta know yeah. what it is and you gotta know its name. You gotta know exactly what it is. But well, that's the problem.
0: With
1: that. How do you get to know what it is? Because no one ever tells you the full story, do they? Well, see and Why see again. It it's simple. It's simple for a head of household, right? Because the head of household does what, Rodney? Don't matter. Hundred percent is on you. That's right. The house is falling apart. You got to fix it. Got to fix it. Got to fix it.
2: Your wife is flipping out. You got to find a way to fix it.
0: I agree. It's a hard task.
2: Marriage
1: is the hardest job you'll ever have, especially as a man because we got so much on us. And that's why Rodney said we need a compliment every now and then. It's not the fact that you got to get up and do everything all the time. It's that everything's on your shoulders. Everything.
3: And if you look at, uh, you know, all the things we're talking about regarding Kryptonite. Is it safe to say that a husband's kryptonite is simply the devil, but it comes in he comes in various forms of attack,
1: various forms of temptation. Wow. now you talking? And you could take it even deeper. I know you can. How so? Dang. but that's but that's what it is. That's what it is. Who wants who wants more than anyone who wants your marriage to fail? And who wants more than anyone that wants your marriage to work?
4: You know, you know, I think it even goes deeper than that. I, I really think it's 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 the desires of your heart. I mean, it's not always the devil out there plotting against you. You know, I mean we got we got stuff in us that that, you know, it's our, it's our, uh, the word
3: talks about it. You know, it's the, it's the desires of our heart. Like right, looking at that fatty. Mm-hmm.
2: That That's fatty.
3: peak.
1: Looking at that, yeah, take a peek. Ain't going to hurt. Ain't going to hurt nobody. The peak's not going to hurt. And but when you vision, when you, when you peak and you stay there. <laughs> That number, but the but the reality
3: is that both God and the devil see the peak. Oh.
1: The peak. How they get there? How did just show up?
3: Yeah, and one and, and the devil is like, ah, oh, you know, get in oh, the peak one time.
2: It?
3: Yeah, you know, then it starts to develop in those thoughts. He plotting and planning. Where it all the the seed, the, the, the original seed was just she just walked by and you, just kind of just took a peek. Then you went back to focus back on your computer, on your emails, doing your work. Then next thing you know, she comes back around, and then she offers you a compliment. Cause the devil knows you like compliments. <laughs> he knows your wife ain't giving you a compliment. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Wow. Hey, can I can I bring up a question about the compliments,
4: brothers?
2: Go ahead, yeah. brother. Do you now, when
4: us. when 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 old girl the job gives us a compliment, do we respond differently than when the wife gives us a compliment? Yes, <laughs> uh, look,
2: that's a great. Absolutely. I've been waiting
1: for that. that's a great question. <laughs> because look, because, because I mean, do we brush off the wife's compliment sometimes?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, we act like
1: it's
0: no big deal. Hey, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. We we, wow. we
4: talk, You know?
2: But yeah. so when a girl
4: says something, you're like, you know what, thank you.
1: You know, You then you strike up a little conversation or
2: something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. while,
1: at that point, you're like, yeah, what else about me do you like?
2: <laughs> wow.
3: I mean, because you're right, because, I mean, if you haven't heard a compliment from your wife, you, you might receive it well. However, sometimes, you know, like a brother said, I mean, we just, hey, I'm I'm just doing my thing. Like today, Tuesday, I just do my thing. Yeah. I don't run on compliments. Don't, I don't need compliments for Tuesday. It would help, but I don't need it. I'm not waking up like, man, you know, I hope she sent me a text message or something, call me or, you know, do something. I think I you're know. doing a great
4: job, Rodney.
3: Thanks, I appreciate it, brother.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but, um, you know, sometimes it's shocking when it comes from the wife. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you may not know how to take it if you don't get it all the time. Right. Right. Or she may compliment
3: you in a different way. Yeah, because she really don't have to say nothing. No. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but still. We still got to hear it. I mean. We grew up all our lives, especially if you you play sports, By somebody say, good
0: job, great, you did your best. You know, you you grew up with that. And as a man, you just, you don't get it as much. Because this is what you're expected to
3: do. Mm. Especially as a head of household. Yeah.
0: So you're not getting the pat on the back saying, good job, keep up the good work. Now, you might have got that during your honeymoon stage when you were uh, swinging off the chandeliers and everything. <laughs> but then you, you're like, ooh, that was great. You know, you might get that and you might not. Just depending on
3: how down in your bedroom. I actually, speaking of compliments, I actually made a point. And I told y'all I just ate my dinner at a few minutes after nine this evening. But, and it was a dish that my wife makes frequently. But for some reason, I mean, she just really put her foot in it. I mean, it was just, it was really good. So while y'all were talking, you know, I made a point to head upstairs. And I, I gave my wife specifically a compliment on the dish, the dinner tonight. And I remember, as I was picking up my nine-year-old for ballet, you know, she told me that the dish wasn't actually completed. She didn't, she didn't have, she didn't even have broccoli like she normally does.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm just like, I mean, I was like, okay, you know, I'll see you later. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, I knew I had to go to the grocery store, you know, so I was like. I'm Mental note, pick up some broccoli. So when I'm eating it, I'm like, man, this is really good. I don't know if I was really hungry or it was, I mean, but I specifically made a point, you know, to give her a compliment on the dish. That was it. It's like, you know, I really appreciate This is really good. You did a good job with this, honey. Then I came back downstairs. Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So when you said good dish, she said, thank you, but it wasn't really complete.
3: No, no, no. She told me that before I even ate the dish, hours I you, earlier. So yeah, hours good? earlier.
1: What did she say?
3: She, she said, said, thank, thank you. You're, you're okay. Yeah, she, she said, thank you. I mean, she said, it's really, I mean, she really couldn't take me down right there. I mean, so I was on the phone with you guys. I got a phone in my hand like, thank you, you know, great job, honey. So, but I mean, she did, I mean, she did uh, say thank you and she, she appreciated
2: it. I
1: got a monkey wrench. Go ahead. I met a guy yesterday and we were talking about marriage. And he told me that every day you have to court your wife. Because, uh, uh, what did he say? What did he say? Hold on a second. It's going to come to me in a minute. Because just good enough is not good enough for our wives. Mm. So the monkey wrench is, is courting our wives our kryptonite?
3: (laughs) You're saying something there, brother.
1: I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I I, 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 I mean, so, 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 so. So now we get to the point where it's the everyday thing. Now, Now, everyday routine. But in the beginning, it was every day was courting. Every day we were trying to figure out, well, what we going to do exciting? How am I going to surprise her? How am I going to make her smile? What am I going to do to make her day? Right. Right. Every day that was our mission when we in the beginning. Every single day. Am I right or wrong? That's we right, woke up ready. trying to figure out what can I do different today. What can yeah. you
0: do to spoil your wife?
1: What can we do different today? And now we're trying to we're we're trying to balance a bunch of just enough. Mm. Wow. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty oh, I don't I'm know when the last time I bought some flowers. I'm guilty of it. You know what I mean? I don't know when the last time I gave a foot massage. Well, no, I do. I do. I take that back. But I, you know, certain
3: <laughs> certain things
1: that we did in the courtship stage, the brother was trying to say that that needs to be every day.
3: But I mean, like you said, I mean, it's
2: it's hard to do, brother. Like
3: that's. Like, like, I, I ran down my day, and that's the last thing I'm thinking about is ordering some flowers, or and my my wife. You know, the thing is, I know my wife, and going to the grocery store, you know, before my meeting, after I drop my Nile, like doing stuff like that. That's what gets her go. Not flowers.
1: So, so basically, what you're saying now, and you're making a lot of sense. What you're saying is the courtship in the beginning worked for a season. Mm. But you're in season, and I don't know what season it is for you, but I know it ain't that same season. So no. now we're in a different. Yeah. Different things have the same effect because now they're different circumstances. Exactly. Other kids in the play when there weren't kids back then. That's probably a different job promotion where it's more demanding, where it wasn't the same back then. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now we need to bring ourselves into the year 2013 and courtship in today's today's criteria.
3: Right, because courtship don't necessarily mean dinner, movie, and flowers. It may mean going to the grocery store or grabbing up. I don't normally drop the baby off in the morning. Gotcha. I, I don't even pick him up. You know that's, I mean, they, they they they're commuter buddies. They ride together in the morning and in the afternoon. So it's it's rare that I even go over there to the daycare provider. But I say, you know, he's he's whining. She wasn't all the way ready yet to go. You know, so like, you know I scoop him up. I got a few minutes. And I, re- I mean, I really barely I, I barely had a few minutes. Okay. Because, like I said, I had a lot, you know, going. I have a lot going on, but you know, I made all the, you know, and made all the appointments and everything.
1: So, if you were giving advice to someone that um, is new in marriage, yeah, say newlywed, but maybe almost a year in, and um, and they were living off of the same. Fire that they had in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're moving to year whatever it is, year two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, would you tell them to revisit the courtship conversation periodically, like right now? For me, it would be it, it would be, be beneficial to sit my wife down and say, okay, realistically, the things that we did before we can't do now because our schedules don't work. You know right. all the all the obligations we have don't work. So what right. can I do for you that would be on the same lines of courtship?
3: That's a great conversation because okay. you don't know unless you. I mean, unless you, unless you ask, unless you communicate.
4: That that sounds like the love languages, right?
5: Have that discussion. Mm-hmm. How do you want to be courted? Be
1: courted. Right. In, in the year 2013.
3: Right, right. Because right. this, this is a new year. I mean, maybe you, you gave the example of a newlywed, but I mean, reality, fellas, is that this is a new year for each one of our marriages. So we can't do, we really can't do some of the things we can do in 2012, but we really need to keep it fresh for 2013. Our wife would appreciate us keeping it fresh. Like the, like all just said, sitting the woman down and say, you know what? Our schedules is this, you know, we got this, these obligations, this or that. What can we do that will qualify as courtship in twenty
0: thirteen? Crazy. Well, one thing I know is if you keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna keep getting what you get.
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. That may be. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So whatever
0: you did in two thousand twelve, if you want better, yeah, I do different. You to do different.
3: Mhm. Good words.
0: So, so what if she says something that
4: you don't really like to do? But that's 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 what she's
0: expecting from you.
3: Well, brother, I mean, I don't like going to the grocery store. Right. I mean, you know, I, and especially when, oh, you know, this lettuce ain't right, or you know, did you check these this produce? you know, occasionally, not all the time, but and then I, I spend too much, you know, uh <laughs> I go hungry, I go at the wrong times, I bring home junk food, that kind of stuff. So but I mean I don't like going to the grocery store, but I know that, like the brother said, with our schedules with these three children, it makes sense for me to go to the grocery store. Period. So I gotta suck it up and you know just do it. Not easy, but I mean it is what it is. But and
1: and 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 that is a great question and you're actually right in my living room with that question. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I say that is because, you know, there was a lot of things in the beginning that I overlooked. Um you know my personality. I'm a little headstrong. You know, and my wife tells me that she would make suggestions and I would shoot them down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and and I wouldn't realize it. You know, it'd be like, okay, well, you know, let's go eat here, and I'd be like, yeah, I already ate there. Let's go eat here, and I would say it in a way where I wasn't realizing that I was shooting it down. Or she may say, well, let's go to this part of the country or whatever, and I'd be, like, ah, yeah, but I want to go over here. You know what I mean? But you do it once, twice, three times to the point where they get into a a place where now the wall's up. So they stop suggesting things.
3: Yep. Whatever you want to do, honey. Wherever you want to go. Exactly,
1: exactly. And then I'm sitting there like, well, where do you want to eat tonight? Ah, I don't you know. I have no
2: yeah.
0: You're in my house now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got
1: the yeah, yeah she's sitting there like nah, wherever you want to go I'll find something to eat on the menu. That's what I get now. I don't get hey, let's go to out back, you know what I mean, and I and I'm and I'm trying to get back to that place
2: because
1: I think I've closed that door. You know, I'm trying to get that door back open. So the answer to your question, the, if you may not want to do it, but you don't want to be where I'm at with the door closed, and now I got to suggest everything. Right. Mm. So I yeah, I going. had to
0: reopen that door. By, and, and the, I tell you, the, what I had to do is is weird, but. Uh, I to. almost had to force it, like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going where you want to go. This is mommy's day. We're going wherever she wants to go. It doesn't matter. No, no, wherever you want to go. And then whatever suggested, well, that's where we're going. I ain't asking no other questions. We're fine. all right right there.
2: Yeah.
1: And you're just like me. I mean, there's been times where she had been driving in the car, and she'd be like, where do you want to eat? I'm talking recently, and I say, I'm not saying a word. I'm in this passenger seat. And whatever you stop this car is where we're going to eat.
2: That's <laughs> yeah, right. Where you stop this
1: car is where we're going to eat. If you stop it right now in front of this neighbor's house, we're going to go knock on that door and go <laughs> come and Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: stop
1: this car is where we're going to eat. Because I'm not, and, and, but, but that's, that's my life. That's where I'm at. I got to get her back comfortable making suggestions without being in fear of me rejecting it.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's good words.
0: Good words. You're one hundred percent right, man. You gotta do it. Well look eleven nineteen, this is a great call. Yeah. This is a great call. I mean, it's very hard to balance out kryptonite. As you can see, I just picked the major three and we probably ended up with twenty, over twenty different kryptonites that a man can go through. Which mm-hmm. is wild. But we got a lot of work to do in 2013, fellas, and we're starting off the year right off the top. What can we do to get rid of this kryptonite and be better husbands to our wives and not let the outside influence affect any decision that's made by the head of household? That's what tonight's call was about, get rid of the kryptonite. Figure out what your kryptonite is and get rid of it for 2013. I know what mine is. I have a couple of things that I have on my get out of my uh, get out of my uh, my my universe list. I hope you got yours. With that being said, thank you for uh, listening to the greatest show on Tuesday night. That is the virtual talk show for married men. Again, on Mondays, folks that's listening on the chat line and folks that came in late, you can also listen to our, our shows, recorded shows on uh, Mondays between 10 and, and 1 p.m. on Internet Radio. Um, go to our website, www.householdstress.com. You can get all the information from there, how to get on and how to listen. Um, Until then, we'll be back next week, same time, same back channel. Um, Next week's topic is, Rodney, you got next week? Uh, T-Hawk does. T-Hawk. T-Hawk, you got your topic for next week? Inside the mind
1: of a married man.
0: Inside the mind of a married man. With that being said, thanks for coming. We're going into open mic.